Discover FX's Shogun, the official podcast available now. Every legend begins with a story. Listen and explore episode by episode the story of war, passion, and power set in feudal Japan. Join host Emily Yoshida each week with the creators, cast, and crew in this exclusive companion podcast. They dive deep into the twists and turns of the plot, go behind the scenes, and explore the real-life history that informed the limited series based on James Clavell's best-selling novel. Search FX's Shogun wherever you listen to podcasts. Tax season is approaching, bringing potential extra cash your way. Rather than spending it all on an expensive deal filled with yada yada from your current wireless plan, consider switching to Metro by T-Mobile for no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada you don't take yada yada in life don't take yada yada from your wireless provider metro by t-mobile has no contracts no credit checks no surprises and nada yada yada stop by one of over six thousand metro stores nationwide hey sarah i love that spring break vlog you posted on zigazoo omg you watched it yeah it was so cool I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. They call me Ben. We're joined, as always, with our super producer, Mr. Matt Frederick. Most importantly, you are you. You are here. And that makes this the stuff they don't want you to know. So this is a follow-up episode, folks. We did. Uh, we previously looked at the absolute messy bowl of spaghetti that is federal classification how it got there, why no one really wants to fix it now. Um, just because, you know, it's like legacy code. It's so precarious. And I, I cursed a lot in that episode just because, you know, it's uh, in, insane how, how strange the situation is. That would be a fun experiment. Give one person uh, Uber clearance to be able to see everything, right? And then they get to go through everything that's ever, ever been uh, classified, top secret down, and just like go through it and what is necessary and what is not. Maybe, Let's do it. Maybe Jay Edgar. 
right? He probably got pretty close uh, and used it used it for nefarious ends. Yes, Jagger Hoover was basically running the FBI like a mob. That sounds like a monkey's paw kind of scenario, though, too, because like you'd find out so much, it would break your brain, and then you would just yeah. like you know go postal in some very uh, profound and alarming way. Well, I mean, we could let Charlie do it. Charlie Day would do it, uh, or you know, what's Jared Kushner up to right now? Oh boy, yeah, that's a that's a billion dollar question, isn't it? Uh, this follow up answers some of the questions that we left off with in federal classification. Uh, we didn't get to the part about security clearances. We talked about how things are secret and why the concept of secrecy is so slippy. Uh, we also learned a lot about Dagestani weddings, which was apparently top secret or classified. Uh, but today we're going to look at how people actually get official access to this information. So here are the facts. First thing first, what what is a security clearance like in real life? Well, uh, here in the United States, a security clearance is the official um, designation given to an individual uh, in terms of their level of access to varying types of classified information within differing parts of the government. It allows them to kind of, you know, it silos information to different individuals who qualify uh, for these various security clearances. So it's very hierarchical. Uh, in other words, access at one level uh, um, gives you access to the information at lower levels, but not, you know, the other way around. Yeah. So if you if you get a secret clearance, then you odds are you're going to have access to stuff that's less sensitive, like uh, classified stuff as well. Uh, but if you just have a um, if you just have a number of clearances that are like public trust clearance or just regular classified, then no, you're not in the room where they talk about top secret stuff. And the weirdest thing is, you know, a lot of, if going back to your idea of the one guy, Matt, the one guy or the one person, uh, I think what would surprise them the most would be, yeah, there's some horrific, frightening stuff, but a lot of it probably doesn't matter to the average person. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, we, we have a line on, you know, the chocolate futures in insert company here. Most people aren't going to care, right? And aren't going to be able to capitalize on that. But you're right. They might come in handy for the next coup, though. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. The next, the chocolate coup, they'll call it. Uh, this chocolate coup would be great. Yeah. Is chocolate coup already a thing? Does someone have that? No, I don't think no, so. I think it's just chocolate rain. Chocolate That's rain. Chocolate yeah, rain. Yeah, yeah, most yeah, prominent. Yeah, sorry. So yeah, yes. yeah. Okay. No, chocolate coup. Totally different. Uh, so, so we have to remember, like, no, you're correct. We have to also remember that secret clearance for one agency, or again, fiefdom, does not necessarily mean you have access to information other agencies consider secret. On paper, they're supposed to, the credit transfer of uh, background check is supposed to work. But that's not always the case, especially when you get to the really sticky stuff. So, how do you get a security clearance? You have to be vetted. There's a background investigation. Shout out to anybody who's had one of those. They go pretty deep depending on your level of clearance. Well, and you could think about this, too, in maybe more of a workplace kind of situation that's not connected to the government. Like, let's say somebody works for a nuclear power plant. You know, it's you, you, you don't have access to certain areas uh, unless you get clearance. And those clearances, because you're working with potentially dangerous materials, do require 
significant background checks and regular drug tests and, and all of that kind of stuff. So there's there's some crossover there. But it's probably not like something you've experienced unless you have had work in one of those really dangerous you know, situations, right, where you're handling materials. The background checks I've had probably have never gotten close to the level that you'd get if you were going for a clearance. no question. I mean, I think maybe all of us at some point had to just get like a right-to-work background check, you know, or had to present some sort of citizenship documents or whatever just to satisfy certain legal criteria for corporations. But I think that's probably about the extent of it for me. Ben, my understanding is you you need, like, this is like talking to your friends and loved ones and like right. a, a physical human being hanging out and going, Hey, so what do you know about this Noel Brown character? Right. You've seen it in fiction. Uh, and it's actually not too far away in some cases. Uh, they might, you might, let's say I might get a call, uh, from someone who says we're, uh, we're evaluating an old friend of yours, Matthew Frederick. And, uh, I'd just like to ask you some questions. We understand that he played in a um, in a musical outfit called Lions and Scissors. Is that correct to your knowledge? And then, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> and like, were they any good? Did they or did they not slap? I mean, in the world of fiction, they're like, there's something interesting here because he's a co-writer on you know track seven. Uh, and just like to read these lyrics and uh, get oh, God. confirm whether or not. He was involved ideologically with the message of the song. Usually, it's not. Gonna he be was at just that the level. drummer, but but they will look into you know your foreign contacts. They will we'll we'll get into all the stuff they'll look into, uh, and the drummer's the most important part. Hey, when people say just the drummer, <laughs> frontmen need to deal with that. The drummer's the most important part. <laughs> oh, all you frontmen out there, stop fronting. <laughs> Put your egos in in check. So, uh, while all that's happening. And yes, they'll ask, you know, maybe your college professors, maybe even down to your grade school folks, uh, they'll check every address you lived at. And if you spend time in another country, if you have a dual passport, forget about it, honestly, for some of this stuff. Uh, You just you can't be trusted, uh, even if your record's spotless. But you you also have to sign really serious NDAs. Uh, This one is called SF. Three one two because governments love doing this. It it's a standard form, but it it that's what SF stands for. It applies to any employee of the government or someone who contracts out. And a lot of private citizens, a lot of civilians, contractors do have clearances. They have to. But then it gets to this other thing. There has to be a proven reason that you need to know this. You need to know about this Dagestani wedding. You need to know about nuclear. Um, nuclear enrichment technology. So they have to say, here's why you do this. Sometimes it's a formality. That might be the easiest part because there's a lot of information that gets technically classified. But if you're already in a secure network because of your job or you're going to a lot of meetings because of your job, you're probably going to hear about it. You know what I mean? So sometimes the need to know is we just feel like this person is naturally going to run into this. So. Let's make we it still official. have a hassle down the road to, to one-off all of these clearances. <laughs> uh, but then, you know, the stuff I think a lot of us think of from the outside looking in is special access programs, compartmentalized intelligence. This stuff did not happen kind of things. Black bag ops, you know. How do we get that cocaine over the border into Los Angeles? 
<laughs> that is that, so highly classified. <laughs> that's that's that didn't happen, right? Officially, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. the courts will tell you. But I don't know, like how far how far should you go for a security clearance? Just the idea spooks some people out, honestly. You know, they got polygraphs sometimes, even though that's not solid science uh, in a lot of ways, right? Like how. You, like you said, Noel, the deepest background check um, they might have at a job is like some NDA, some basic prove you have a social security number in the U.S., birth certificate stuff. Uh, but it can go deeper when you get a mortgage, right? Or when you <laughs> apply for a loan, right? Mortgages are tough. They're like checking on your toenail length. Well, <laughs> not, not to get too too personal, but like I, you know, I recently, uh, Matt and I both recently had to get a mortgage and um, day before, you know, my closing, all of a sudden there's this like five alarm kind of situation where they're missing these uh, details about my previous rental history. And it's because I'm still renting the place and it hasn't been exactly two years to the day, but it will have been by the time my, my lease is up. And even though the lease says it's, you know, for this period through this period, the fact that I haven't actually paid, it doesn't match up to a payment that I haven't made yet. So all of a sudden they're like, you got to make the payment now. And I'm like, okay, but I, I, I do, I, I read through this property management company and I don't even know how to go about doing that. It comes out and it's like after hours on the weekend, you know, and it was just, oh my God, it was bonkers. And depending on the type of loan you're getting to, you're going to have to do more and more and more stringent kind of like submit yourself to more stringent uh, background checks and, and spec- very specific situations. So sorry, I just, it just triggered me because that was like, I thought I was going to lose it and I literally thought I was going to lose my mind. No, I, we, I get it. I, I think we've all been through some kind of weird situation like that, right? I do, really quickly, I want to bring up Secret Service. And I think we've talked about this before uh, quickly in the past, Ben. I don't, I just super fast. Um, I knew a guy who went in to, uh, to become a Secret Service agent. And what he had to go through to get that position and to get cleared for that, like the process was so nuts. He had to prove that he has never, ever once smoked cannabis. Like he had to prove somehow that he's never. Yeah. Because I guess they're worried about his potential mind state because of that drug. Like that just, that, that confused me to no end. Right. Very strange. Yeah. But I mean, that's an, it's also anachronistic and archaic. In some ways, right? That that law has not caught up with uh, recent science. That law has not caught up with other laws that uh, decriminalize or legalize cannabis. And a federal level law, to that degree, is probably on the way. But that's also another reason why a lot of um, U.S. cyber outfits are in are having a tough time. Because it seems like, and I'm quoting an anonymous source here, it seems like all the good hackers get high and uh, yeah. like and that's that's a uh, a deal breaker for a lot of clearances so they're gonna have to address that at some point um here's another thing if you live in the u.s or if you follow u.s politics you've heard you've heard the recent hubbub uh security clearances and classification got in the news in a big way not too long ago so we're gonna just clear the air here once and for all Yes, the president of the United States, the POTUS, whomever that may be, does have the ability to declassify previously classified information, but it's not like 
just yelling bass in a game of tag, <laughs> you you have to do stuff. There is a detailed process. You can't just, you know, snap your fingers and make it so. Well, he can't do it with his mind, man. <sighs> well, that was in the news recently. Uh, former President Donald Trump, I believe it came out that he made a statement that he believed he could just decide what to take that's and right. what not to take right. tomorrow. He said correct? by thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's and that's why uh, all these arms of the U.S. government are freaking out now, because uh, make no mistake, if you had that kind of there's not malevolence, let's call it negligence. If you had that kind of negligence as a government employee, you'd be fired. You you'd be fired and sent to jail. Most likely with that, with that, just because of the weight he's carrying. Think of it like drugs, right? Information is like a drug and he was moving weight uh, and he was moving weight the wrong way. So yes, however, a president does have the ability through some pretty detailed processes to declassify some previously classified stuff. So why won't they tell us about the aliens? Moving on. <laughs> moving on. Man, I could take all the classified documents I want and Adidas can't drop me. Oh, wait. <laughs> right. Wait. <laughs> Does Trump have a sneaker deal? I wonder what kind of sneakers they would be. I think he's got a big red tie deal. Um, overly yeah. long. I thought it was the same tie. But yes. It, no, no, it's it's true. Uh, still... The thing is, if they can't declassify it without going through this process, if you are the president, you do get some loopholes. You can get access to any of the information you request, like a lot of it, uh, even if you would ordinarily not be able to get a security clearance if you weren't president. So if you're a president who says, yeah, I smoked weed and I inhaled like former President Barack Obama, you know, that knocks you out of the running. For so, like, he couldn't be on his own secret uh, service detail, but because he's the president, you know, you circumvent that. So that's right, because you're a duly elected president, all of that stuff goes by the wayside, correct? Like, you just have carte blanche. You have access to all the things. Uh, a lot of them. There's also the idea of plausible deniability, because there's some stuff you have to, even if you have the vibe, you have to not know about it. Uh, in case Congress starts sniffing around or you get caught out. I would imagine they would recommend that you not look at this, but couldn't you also just say, nah, screw that, show me the goods? You could, plausibly, yeah. And, you know, still, the, the weird thing is, it feels like there's a lot of precedent there, but we have to remember there haven't been a lot of U.S. presidents. It's a young country. So there's always, there there may well be a plot twist on the way. And... You know, up until relatively recently, we seem to have had a uh, tradition of kind of following the rules and 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 ad- adhering to these kind of recommended uh, standardizations, right? Yeah. Well, people try. You know, the U.S. is still in the experiment phase as a country. Uh, look, we know that just like classification, a bunch of agencies can make something secret or top secret. A bunch of agencies can also clear people to do their stuff, right? To to be read on or read into these programs. Uh, right now, I think the DOD issues the majority of all clearances. If you take all of their employees, because they're huge, the Pentagon's like the world world's biggest office building, and then you take all the people who contract out, uh, then 
about 80% of that is going to be the DOT, but you know, DOE, CIA, all the, all the alphabet soup guys, they, they all have clearances and they're generally something, five something types. just hit. Yeah. Something just hit, uh, yeah. Ben, it, it, FBI, CIA, ATF, KKK, IRS, C and CBS, wait, IRS, NBC, NBC. Oh it, man, it, it ends on TNT. I was just, I was yeah. thinking of FBI, Is this a lyric? CIA, ATF, <laughs> yes. KKK, propaganda. IRS, NBC, CBS, TNT, telling lies. Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, sorry. Shout out Dead Press. Yeah, uh, that's, that's the third verse on a Dead Press song. <laughs> it's just that chant. Uh, it's pretty, yeah. pretty sick. Um, Dead Prez would not get security clearances. I say this as a big fan of M1 and Stickman. Uh, no, they would not get clearances. Um, but if you are a person who gets clearances, there are like five types you can get. And they're they're a little bit snoozy until you get to the end, but it's important to know them. Let's hit you with it. Controlled Unclassified. We talked about that in the last episode. Hop on over to episode one in this series to learn about that one. We got a public trust position uh now that's interesting that's that's i don't understand that one yeah it's a weird one so so like you are you are not getting a security clearance it's not the same as being read on to confidential stuff but your the nature of your job whatever that might be requires access to certain sensitive information. So it can't be necessarily classified, but it is something that could be weaponized. It's something that could be dangerous. So you might you might be in a public trust position if you work with certain levels of infrastructure or utilities, right? I know how I know how to hack the water treatment facility. Says someone So then I can make it work. Right. So then I can make it work. Whoa, whoa, put the guns down. So we can make it work, guys. Yeah. So that's one that I think is new to a lot of us. Uh, those can be considered moderate risk or high risk in the U.S. PTP. That's another, that would be added right in with that. Man. Okay. Uh, next, you've got confidential. That's, you know, something we've all heard about. That's like, that's like your low tier super controlled information, right? Then you got secret. That's above that. Gotta you gotta have another level to reach that one. Then top secret. And you know, that's of course the one that's the most exciting usually, but it's not really. The most exciting stuff is compartmented. Oh yeah. Compartmented. Don't let don't let that incredibly uh boring name fool you. It's not a bento box. It's uh the <laughs> absolute it's not a lunchable, it's the absolute top secret creme de la creme of no one can know. Uh, It's called sensitive compartmented information. And this is where all the badgers, this is the bag where all the, all the interesting badgers are, you know, we're talking about signals, intelligence measures and signature intelligence, mass int. We're talking about um, the U S Navy control systems, the helm of power here, electronic surveillance programs like stellar wind, which was another thing people weren't supposed to know about. And, uh, those have the really, this is a question I want to put to you guys. By the time you get to compartmented information access, aren't you already pretty vetted? Like I, I, I would think, because this is only, 
case-by-case stuff. If you are read on to some or read into some aspect of stellar wind, then you are not automatically read into any other hypothetical SCI thing. Like, you know, if they've been secretly hunting Bigfoot for 60 years and there's a crack team of uh, neo Neanderthals who are participating in that search, you're not going to know about it unless you get read into that program. Oh, Stellar Wind is a huge surveillance thing. Everyone should be mad about it. Yeah, that I mean, that was Stellar Wind before Snowden, or was that a part of Snowden? That's the only thing I can't remember because I know that's when I learned about it. it. Was, yeah, Snowden talked about. I think Wired released that one. Wired and Washington Post and the Guardian were able to do is this huge data mining operation, very illegal, is in the wake of nine eleven. That's when it happened. And a lot of people who had top secret security clearance wouldn't know about it. And a lot of people who could have raised a flag in the halls of government weren't told about it because you can weaponize classification. There's an incredible whistleblower. I remember seeing videos of him talking about this. And he's like, I've been trying to get tell people about this. Uh, William Binney, B-I-N-N-E-Y. Uh, He was an NSA agent who became a whistleblower and talked about stellar wind. And was not promoted afterwards, to put it lightly. Uh, (laughs) So to get access to this, let's take Benny as an example. He had to successfully go through what's called a single scope background investigation. This is the high level one. They talk about, they check every job you've ever had, whether you told them about it or not. Education, any affiliations or organizations you've been kicking it with, uh, any local law enforcement stuff about every place you have lived, worked, traveled, or attended school. Uh, They'll also interview people who knew you personally and professionally. They'll run your credit. Uh, They'll look if you've got a spouse or someone who lives with you, whether that's a roommate or a romantic partner, they're getting the business too. everyone gets touched. And the reason everyone gets touched as paranoid as it sounds is because in the era of the cold war, a a lot of like deep cover folks were able to successfully fool the system. So it's a real thing. Even when it seems silly, uh, it, it is dangerous. And if at any point you refuse to disclose something or you accidentally don't disclose it, the rule is you're automatically disqualified. That's the rule. So no screw ups. You're doing this crossword in pen and you can't get an answer wrong. <laughs> and in the end, it's like, how how often do you still say the Pledge of Allegiance to yourself in your mind? Because really, it's what it's about, right? Allegiance to the United States. If it's that if that's the government you're trying to get into. Yeah. So let's think of it in terms of. Without getting too in the weeds, we need to get to the crazy stuff, right? So without getting too in the weeds. Investigators are looking for exactly the kind of stuff you would think about. They want to see whether someone has lots of debt. That means they're easier to manipulate, right? There's a financial motive. They want to see if someone has a personal relationship with sketchy characters, you know? How tight are you with uh, the ruling body of Saudi Arabia, right? You spend a lot of time in the Hey, you're in. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Okay. Saudi Arabia, terrible example. (laughs) Uh, Let's say Myanmar uh, or China would be a a spooky one or Russia, something like that. Uh, If you have a standing record, this is an interesting one, of immoral behavior, 
like moral turptitude, uh, if you've ever heard that phrase, trying to pass customs. Uh, this can be sticky and subjective because a lot of people say smoking weed in college or having an edible at a Godspeed Your Black Emperor show uh, when you're in your, you know, 20s doesn't is the smartest thing is to the do. best thing oh, the best of but. all possible worlds <laughs> it's everything everywhere all at once level cool uh but that would be regarded in some situations as immoral you might be able to mitigate it but it'd be really tough other things like duis of course if you have a bunch of if you've been busted with a bunch of cocaine and you weren't working off the books for an intelligence agency <laughs> then that's that's a problem um and one really messy thing about that one in particular is, you know, back in the day when the government even more openly persecuted LGBTQ people, uh, evidence of same-sex relationships or being a, being non-heterosexual could also be seen as even making you even more of a weak link than having a lot of debt because you might be manipulated. That was how their their logic went. We're not saying that. So that's what I mean when sticky, it's subjective. What is immoral? But also, like, uh, don't people with families fall into that category? You know, if you have loved ones or anyone that could be kidnapped or uh, threatened in order to get some information from you, isn't that sort of what we always see in, like, action movies that uh, just by, you know, we, we, have, we have these, like, lone wolf characters that decided to rid themselves of any attachments because everyone they love, they've ever loved, was hurt because of them. You know, I just, it just seems like there are other ways outside of this, this moral turpitude kind of, like, path uh, to manipulate people. Yeah, there's always a way to get in. There's a chink in every armor, obvious. You're right. But uh but with the Basically it's how easy can we make a P tape of this person? Right, right, right. Can they get honey potted? So this uh I've heard before, and this is kinda of off the record, but I've heard before uh people saying that they like folks who have an established family. They like, you know, as long as your family is also US based and you're children aren't openly working as mercenaries, then uh, they like it because it gives you um, at least an, an appearance, a higher likelihood of stability. You have stuff on the line, you know? Um, so it can, it can go different ways. Obviously, yeah, no criminal background. That's a big one. Uh, sometimes people get around it. And then it goes the most subjective thing, Matt, uh, that you had mentioned that sense of loyalty. How do you prove that? How do you measure that? Uh, flag outside your house on a pole. Uh, flag on your vehicle somewhere, either a sticker or a magnet. Or like a lapel uh, pin. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You have to own a bald mm -hmm. eagle or know someone. Before every meal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pl Pledge of Allegiance before every meal. Uh, you have to have gone to the Stone Mountain Laser Show at least twice. <laughs> You remember that one? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not been that long. <laughs> I remember, uh, God, that was, that's one of those things that seems normal when you're a kid. And looking back, you're like, wow, that's kind of indoctrination, isn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah. Still Mount Laser Show, folks. I don't know if they still do it, but check it out. So it's obvious why people have this, right? Most people who have security clearances aren't James Bond-level wet work dudes. They just need the info to do their job. You are a janitorial staff at the Pentagon, 
then you probably have a security clearance just because. You probably don't have, you know, you're probably not read on to compartmented intelligence or compartmentalized, but you are, uh, they definitely looked into you. They didn't just like give you the job on a handshake and a vibe. Do you think instead of trash cans at a secured facility like that, they have just paper shredders everywhere instead? Like (laughs) everybody has a paper shredder at their desk. Or an incinerator. Yeah, they yeah, actually yeah, have yeah, a diff- yeah. they have a specific measure, and they used to have this specific measure for uh, the level of shredding. Like you couldn't have just your you know your Office Depot or Best Buy shredder. It had to. They didn't want people taping the strips together. Is what what they meant? Um, yeah, that's a good question. There was a rumor for a long time that you know there's a food court in the Pentagon, or there was. Um, it's probably still there. And for a long time, I had heard that even the folks who were working at the subway had to have a background check. And at that point, I feel like I would think it was too much trouble. You know what I mean? Like I'm, and that's not a ding on subway at all, but I would just say, I'm going through a lot. You know, this is, we're in an area in the world where there are like 20 other subways down the street. Yeah, can you imagine just getting into work every day to have to do prep, like to get that lettuce shredded <laughs> yeah, that way? To make that tuna sandwich, yeah. I bet the people were cool, though. You know, you're all, you always got to be nice to the person who makes your food. So right, uh, right now, it's a little difficult to guess how many people have a security clearance. But back in 2013, the Washington Post put the number at about 5.1 million. Again, how many people can know about something before it no longer becomes secret. 5.1 million Americans, some sort of security clearance for census scale that is higher than the population of Norway. It's like we told a group of people as big as the population of Norway, shh. Yeah, but that's why the compartmented stuff is so much more interesting because there are so, so many fewer people that have that kind of clearance. Quick correction. So I, we... Check these facts. I'm sorry, Matt. Noel, I just remembered. As of 2021, the population of Norway is 5.408 million people. So they went up. Norwegians, please don't send the angry email. We checked. Uh, And this is a lot of secrets. So the question is, what could go wrong? It turns out a great deal. We'll pause for a word from our sponsors. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. 
I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Join Metro. They help you stay ahead of the game with nada, yada, yada. That means no contracts, no credit checks, and no surprises. Outsmarting yada, yada means, uh, you know. Taxis and stuff. Shady subscriptions. Did you guys ever order something online and you thought it was just like a one-time purchase, but then you found yourself subscribed? Yeah, I had to call and stop payment on something because I had subscribed to it through Apple Pay. And even though I had like put a new card on there, it still was tied to whatever card was associated with my Apple Pay. So I had to like go through this whole process of getting it pulled. It was really, really annoying. Well, that'll never happen with Metro by T-Mobile because you don't take yada yada in life and you're not going to take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada helping you stay ahead without compromising on things you love the most. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. Here's where it gets crazy. Okay, no, Matt. How seriously? How many people can know something before we just throw up our hands and say it's not a secret anymore? Uh, those are what they call open secrets, <laughs> right? <laughs> like Israel's nuclear program, right? Right. Yeah, but I don't know. It's is, is it more of a is it more of an issue or a question of decorum at that point? You know, where it's like, yeah, okay, the cat's out of the bag, but we don't want to claim responsibility for letting the, the, the cat and or badgers out of the bag. So we're going to keep it classified like that, even though we know because, you know, it, it behooves us for more people not to know. And if something's an open secret, that also it still has the air of rumor around it. Mm -hmm. Shh. Well, let, let's talk about how weird these numbers are. So before the break, we talked about five point one million Americans that have some sort of security clearance. And that number came from 2013, according to the Washington Post. But this year, CNN put out an article written by Zachary B. Wolf, found that the Director of National Intelligence 2017 Security Clearance Determinations, wow, that's a lot, listed more than 2.8 million people as having clearance as of that October. So like October 2017. Um, what? Yeah, that's an interesting one. So are they talking about government employees only, right? Or they because that seems like a heck of a drop from five million. Uh you know, most of those again, one point six have confidential or secret information access, and then one point two have the top secret rating. But one point two million with top mm -hmm. secret? Yep. 
a lot of secrets, a lot of, a lot of top secrets, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, this, it's weird. There are other people, like we said, who have security clearance, but they don't currently have access to information. Private contractors get clearances. It's crazy. They have to. And now in recent years, the idea of that, even the, uh, the very important, but often snooze festy process of getting a security clearance has become controversial, politically charged. Uh, two of the biggest issues, of course, include when politics gets inserted into uh, the into the clearance game, political appointees. I'm not saying this. It's not like, you know, in the 60s, uh, are you now or have you ever been a member of the Communist Party? It's like a bunch of people in in intelligence saying, no, not this guy. Don't give it to him. And then someone with a lot of political capital using their juice to say, I don't care. You know what I mean? And that's what happened with Trump and his son-in-law. Yeah, I see what you're saying. You're saying that like security clearances can kind of be rammed through with a little grease from the right uh, person. Yeah. And that's a problem. That and they shouldn't. I mean, yeah, right. Yes. Agreed. 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 Yeah. I mean, let's let's talk about it then. You guys remember 2019, right? With this was uh, uh, the administration of then President Trump. Um and we're using this one because it's just the best, most recent example. And he got in a lot of hot water in the press and with uh, in the intelligence community because he did two things that don't make a lot of sense in a meritocracy or in a competent security environment. One, he gave his son-in-law a job, right, as like senior advisor. And this was a political appointee position, which means that it's really up to him. It's up to the president. It's the president's staff. You can't say, I mean, you could say you don't like someone, but that you don't have an influence on whether or not they can get hired. Well, multiple high-level people did say that they thought this was a bad idea. they did. They did. Because he not only hired Jared Kushner, his son-in-law, but he gave him top-secret clearance, right? Yeah. Uh, Multiple agencies said... Back in like 2018, they said, this guy has a lot of conflicts of interest, Mr. President. Uh, We're just saying that if we were if we were doing the background check, he would check a lot of boxes that meant he could never work at this level. Bad boxes. Bad. Yeah. Checking bad boxes. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, also the question too becomes like, why and to what end? Because uh, you know, I, we're not. And this isn't what we do on the show. We're not trying to smear anybody politically or anything. But there, there, there was a sense, I think, among some, you know, even down to why did Trump take home those classified documents and and not give them up when asked? That perhaps he was priming uh, some of these close personal um, confidants. Uh, to be able to access information and kind of hold it over certain individuals. Yeah, and and when you're dealing with stuff that the Kushner family really was dealing with at that time, you could you, you could be compromised in various ways. One of the biggest ones, Ben, was this six hundred million dollar like real estate thing. Oh they yeah, were uh-huh. embroiled in. Yeah, Manhattan real estate deal, American dream. Uh, the Kushner family owned this pretty nice tower in Manhattan, but they were hemorrhaging money on it. They were having trouble with the deal. And again, to be fair, real estate can be a a risky business, 
right? So no one's saying this was necessarily a scam, but it was seen as a conflict of interest when it came out that uh, Kushner and the Kushner companies were actively courting foreign investors to help with the cash. That's something that is, you know, not uncommon in the world of real estate, but in the world of uh, dealing with government secrets, you don't want people who need money from foreign powers. It's just like day one stuff. Yeah. And not only that, they, I think there was something about them. They like met with White House officials, the family did. And then when they came away, I think it was Citigroup and maybe one other outfit, like lent them a ton of money after, you know, and, and that's not necessarily that bad. But it is kind of weird that they met with White House officials to grease some wheels there. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Charlie Day it and start drawing some red strings between uh, that meeting and those loans, Apollo Global Management and Citigroup, uh, and, and then just connect the dots out to, let's say, favorable financial policies that might come about, you know, little stuff, too, maybe that the average person wouldn't notice because you don't touch that rarefied air. Right. Uh so those are two those are two issues that people had and the Washington Post said that they had on record confirmed that foreign officials were already having water cooler talk with themselves going hey okay so we got this guy over a barrel how do we leverage him how can we turn this to our advantage you know let's not say blackmail but you know how do we how do we get to kind of a win win now that he's financially weak. That's exactly what a security clearance is supposed to figure out first. So this doesn't even talk about Russia. We don't even we can't we don't have time to talk about Kushner and Russia. Is that an episode for another day? I don't know. Well, the the big deal there, we can just say this. Uh we know that Kushner met with foreign officials without letting the groups know they're supposed to know when someone at that level is meeting with foreign officials, right? Yeah, that's the other thing. If you are meeting, so if you're meeting as a representative of U.S. policy, right, this is not your college friend or whatever, uh, you are meeting with someone and you're saying, hey, quid pro quo, because I can get some stuff done. I know just what you like. You know what I like? I like favors too. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. It's you're you are supposed to tell the National Security Council, like, hey, I'm going out on the geopolitical town. Might be out late. Might get in some trouble. Don't wait up. Uh, in which case, they would say, "What the hell is wrong with you?" Right? Yeah. Please, please stay inside, Mister Kushner. So, how did he get a clearance? Then that's the question. Well, I think you know we've been uh, tipping our hand a little bit at that. Uh, the president. In his in his wisdom or in in the uh, power that that, that the companies that position was able to ram it through. He insisted he ordered it to be done despite advisors, uh, you know, advising him to the contrary. And it really makes me think about, you know, one of the first things they teach you in like high school civics class uh, for whatever reason, whether it's like to make you feel better about this weird experiment called, you know, democracy that we have, is this idea of checks and balances. And and I know that's more about lawmaking, but at the end of the day, when you have a president who is going to throw all tradition by the wayside, is going to throw all kind of, you know, pre-established precedents and and, uh, 
decorum out the window checks and balances kind of go out the window too i mean you literally have someone that is is able to order someone like a king to to do a thing that everyone you know who has more experience probably knows to be not a good idea Mm -hmm. that kind of absolute power is uh is a corrupting force, right? And it's dangerous. That's why checks and balances are so important, regardless of where uh, people might find themselves as individuals on the political spectrum, right? And the president overrides all these concerns. His White House counsel says, don't do it. The White House chief of staff is like, bro, don't do it. Sleep it off. You know what I mean? Wake up and, and, and have a look around uh, in a, in, at the dawn of a bright new day. And the day after... White House counsel Don McGahn says, I'm going on record. You, you just can't do it. There's too many conflicts of interest. Trump does just what you described, Noel. Uh, then President Trump says this, he forces it through this clearance. And that meant that he ordered his son-in-law, again, there's a familial relationship, to get access to top secret information over the objections of pretty much everybody who had actually worked in this space. Not a good look. You know, like you're you uh, let's say you own the fire station and you say, all right, I want my cousin Ernie to be the chief firefighter. And they're like, oh, well, has Ernie ever put out a fire or fought a fire? It's like, well, not so much put out, but he loves fire. He's the man for the job. (laughs) (laughs) And And they can't do anything. Because you own the firehouse. It's not a perfect example. Firehouse subs. It's pretty good. <laughs> uh, so this is this is problematic, you know. And I guess if we're being fair, you have to say if he's, let's leave the nepotism to one side. If you are the senior advisor to the president of the United States, it's it's functionally impossible to do that job without a clearance, right? Like I've never done it, but I assume you run into a lot of classified stuff. How are you going to advise the president on classified stuff if you're not read in? Yeah, that's a good point. Do you you just go off vibes? Well, I can't really make out most of this uh, black highlighter, but (laughs) Mr. President, I would recommend. Also, remember how he said earlier that someone accidentally leaves something out, their clearance can be declined or revoked if they can prove you intentionally decided to leave stuff out. You might be on the way to prison. Kushner did that or his legal team did, and uh, his team said the omissions were an oversight. And here's their explanation. This is true. This is on record. Uh, We can quote chapter and verse from The Independent here by Rachel Revez. His lawyer said, one of the staff members accidentally hit the send button too early. That's what happened. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Oh, man. Have you guys ever had a, a moment like that? Where you like wish you could unsend something or you had an email address one letter wrong or mm-hmm. you accidentally had an attachment that wasn't right or, you know, uh, a thread that contained information that you shouldn't be sending to this person. I've done it on my phone multiple times yeah, where I, I thought do. I was hitting like return, yes. you know, mm-hmm. to like go down to the next thing and it just goes. Whoosh. Like, oh, I had, well, I had this weird auto bad feelings. All I'm getting. Yeah, at. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially depending on the email process you're using or platform you're using because some will let you unsend things or you can get an extension that does it and other ones are like ha gotcha here's the thing though when even I, I don't know how it works on every platform but on outlook if you unsend something which you can within a certain period of time it will still have a remnant of like 
so and so unsent an email to you. I <laughs> and know. then it's like, what was that about, man? You know, I want to know. What did you do? I've seen that, but usually, um, like if that happens between us and most of the folks who work with, might just text them and be like, oh, what's going on? But uh, but in this situation, in this deep water, that feels like a weird um, narrative, right? Not saying it's not true. It just feels, especially for people who are already distrustful of Kushner, it feels like it's just even fishier, right? Fishier than an aquarium, this guy, they're saying. But at this point, we got to say we're kind of, Yeah, we're singling him out because, again, this is a great recent example of how this stuff can go wrong. There's a whole labyrinthine system meant to stop people with conflicts of interest from getting through, right, to the beating heart of American secrecy. Uh, But Kushner is not the only example. As a matter of fact, I say maybe we pause for a word from our sponsors and uh, zoom out a little and look at the rest of the playing field. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Join Metro. They help you stay ahead of the game with nada, yada, yada. That means no contracts, no credit checks, and no surprises. Outsmarting yada, yada means, uh, you know. 
taxis and stuff. Shady subscriptions. Did you guys ever order something online and you thought it was just like a one-time purchase, but then you found yourself subscribed? Yeah, I had to call and stop payment on something because I had subscribed to it through Apple Pay. And even though I had like put a new card on there, it still was tied to whatever card was associated with my Apple Pay. So I had to like go through this whole process of getting it pulled. It was really, really annoying. Well, that'll never happen with Metro by T-Mobile because you don't take yada yada in life and you're not going to take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada, helping you stay ahead without compromising on things you love the most. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. We're back. Okay. We we are kind of we were kind of dunking on Jared Kushner, but uh he, that's not the only problem. This has been going on for more than a decade. There's a lot of corruption in the system. It's like reading about this fellow listeners will make you wonder what if you already have a security clearance and just don't know. In 2013, um, the news organization Politico found that uh, found the following. I'm just going to quote from because it's very excellent uh, reporting. Um, quote, the process of conducting background checks for national security clearances is riddled with extensive fraud that can't be adequately combated. Sort of like how history is riddled with unexplained events. <laughs> this, uh, these, these processes are riddled with extensive fraud uh, and can't be adequately combated. Yeah, that's right. I think the again, not picking on Trump here, but that example is a perfect example of it, of, of not being able to do anything about it. So this there was a lot of soul searching that happened after these uh incredibly sensitive leaks and whistleblowers, you know, like Edward Snowden comes out now living in Russia. He got a security clearance and it allowed him to leak all this info to the public. So people started investigating their own clearance process. And what they found was really frightening. This is where we have to go to a guy named Inspector General Patrick McFarlane. Oh, yeah. And McFarlane found that 1600 different background check reports were fabricated by, guess what, one employee who was herself hired on a faulty background check. This is like that, uh, that one lab, in, lab tech who was doing all the uh, bad DNA tests, right? Yeah, or it reminds me of um, one of the morticians or one of the people that were supposed to be uh, disposing of bodies in one way, but they were just piling them up in the back because they didn't have to spend any more money and they were making tons yeah, of money. You remember here that? in Georgia. Oh, yeah. yeah. Despicable. Despicable. So somebody was just going, uh, fiddle dee dee. I'm sure that's fine. I spoke to their uh, employer and it was great. <laughs> I didn't have time to pull their financials, but I did make my quota of X number of checks, right, over Y period of time. It might have been something like that. Uh, and the weird thing is that employee who made up more than 1,500 background checks was herself hired on a screwed up background check. The system is compromised. I'm telling you. Uh, yeah, that's a problem. That's a problem. You guys, I always, I always think about Edward Snowden and how like, you know, it's like this guy got a background check to leak all this stuff. 
But wasn't it more like he had a crisis of conscience and he was like, I got to I got to leak this stuff. I thought that's how yes. the thing yeah. went. I imagine that that kind of thing could happen. And that's way more dangerous. Uh, so like the, these background checks are meant to prevent hiring someone who may at some point have a crisis of conscience and want to leak information. Right. A hundred percent. To, to have that lifelong loyalty, right? Even if you don't always agree with everything your government does, you're going to honor the agreement that you made, right? The charge you took on. So these classifications, like a background investigation might not be considered current. You get reinvestigated for uh, the top levels of stuff on a rotating basis, I think, but Mainly the idea is that you are meant to hold those secrets for the rest of your waking days, right? Even after you've gone through the debrief process, even after you've been retired for 25 years. Turned into a weird robot somehow. Have we talked about the consequences for uh, for breaking one of these clearances? I mean, it, it varies, I'm sure. And I, and I know that's kind of what we're talking about, you know, when you leak classified information. But is there are there worse penalties associated with like breaking that confidence when you've been obviously your clearance will be revoked but uh is is there like some sort of standard kind of table of consequences that we can see yeah uh well they're not guaranteed to uh last forever but you can do stuff that will make your clearance automatically revoked right um and then if you and everybody is supposed to report you like you're watching each other, right? So there's there's a lot of stuff that could be an accident too. You know, somebody's going home, right? And they, they leave a facility and they've got a briefcase with them and they legitimately just forgot that one of the things in that briefcase was supposed to be under lock and key in a secured area, right? Or, you know, here's another one that's a weird one. What if you're just, you're on a, a base somewhere and you're walking around and you see a piece of paper just laying on the ground in the hallway. Human error happens. Do you pick it up? Are you, do you have the classification to read it? Where, where do you take it? Uh, it's a <laughs> it's trap. A tra it's like, it's, it's like the emails <laughs> iHeart sends us, the fake phishing emails that try Tell and trick about us. The emails. I don't think people know about this. Our, our company all the time sends us emails that are phishing attempts, but and they're meant to resemble iHeart official communications, but be just a little off. They're trying to train us to be able to see phishing attempts, but it's they get us. They don't. I don't know. I don't think they've gotten me yet, but you never know. And then all of a sudden you get another email that's like, "Did we get you? Did we get you?" Fall for it. <laughs> I gotta say though, um, I, I have actually avoided being scammed recently because of things that I learned to look for because of those little gotcha uh, moments courtesy of our company. I was trying to sell some stuff on Facebook Marketplace and there was this like uh, Zelle scam that um, I almost fell for it one time and what ultimately led me to not fall for it was remembering to look at the URL of the email that it was coming from. Uh, it was payments Zell payments 
one five six seven three two one at gmail.com. Oh, super legit. Yeah. <laughs> super so legit. I, I feel you, Matt, and I've always felt a little <laughs> a little uh, screwed with about those two, but this did kind of and then I and then it kept happening. I was selling something on Facebook Marketplace and then I kept having like these same type of scams come up and I was just like, ha, gotcha. Well, uh, you know, that's that's good to hear that it has had some use and uh, some impact because otherwise it just feels like such a weird flex to me. Like I'm reading this email and I, I would like to say I never get caught. Um, there was one that had me on a bit of a snipe hunt. It was something about vacation time. And so I didn't click on anything. I just went into the place where I figure out vacation time and my my real response, like my genuine response was, do I take vacations? When's yeah, the last same. time I did that? <laughs> like, I was what like, is what? that? I don't Who think I've this? ever logged a vacation day ever. <laughs> did this come Did this come from the top? Angrily texting. But uh, So the moral of the story is every floor paper you find at the Pentagon is a trap. So do not pick the it up. The moral of the story is everything is a trap. Life is one big escape room. We're you all Admiral I mean? Akbar in our own. <laughs> we're all the Admiral Akbars of our own story. Mm-hmm. This is the party where no one gets out alive. Um, took it in a weird direction at the end, but I like I like what we're building. So they also found this investigation, 2013. They also found that people who were suspected of fraud couldn't get suspended. And it's so weird because one individual got a job doing background checks for a federal agency while they were facing a pending criminal case for falsifying background checks at another place. It's like it's like a big banker who's done uh, some financial crimes gets consulted on uh, huge bailouts because they know the system the best. You know what we need to do, guys? We need to automate this thing with an algorithm and an AI, and it does all the human background checks. It's the only way we're ever going to be able to trust a background check again is if a computer does right. it. Well, we're already this. You know, honestly, that's my fa- that's one of my favorite background checks. Click on all the traffic lights. Click on all the stop signs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Prove you're not a robot. I feel so validated when that happens. I'm like, still got it. I love walking on the leg and breathing the with the lung. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just the one. I, I'm being serious, though. I'm imagining a system that's like, this human is not fit to serve our government machine. <laughs> like, this is, oh, what? What now? <laughs> we have obtained secondhand cellular phone footage of Derek Smith in college hitting a bong and commenting on the colors of music. <laughs> I mean, that's close. Disqualified. Disqualified. Uh, he will not work at the Pentagon subway. I don't know if they still have the subway. So then it has to start manufacturing, you know, automatons to do those jobs. And then it becomes... Wait, to do oh, the yeah, government it's, it's, jobs that's how it's or end. to hit the bong yeah, and yeah, talk yeah. about music? Both. 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 100%. <laughs> let's phase out the human part entirely. Let's just have, let's uh, also uh, have miscreant uh-huh. robots. Uh, so look, you can see there are some problems with this. They go across administrations. Uh, part of it is due to the enormity and the necessity of bureaucracy, right? Uh, and that's why this kind of stuff is easy to not pay attention to. But there are tons of people, literal tons of people, uh, who are working in this field. 
and they're do they're not really doing it for the money. They're doing it because they're good at it, and they're doing it because the security of the country is important. This goes the same for any other country, by the way. United Kingdom, China, you name it. The systems are different, but they're ultimately designed to do the same thing. Uh, and I, I was wondering, maybe we end on finally talking a little bit about Q clearance. Not the awesome show by our pal Jake Hanrahan, but shout out to you, Jake. Q clearance. That's what the, you know, the QAnon entity was like, I know what's going on. I got Q clearance. Now, Ben, my understanding is that Q clearance is just a way to designate or shorthand for top secret clearance. Is that right or wrong? Yeah, yeah. You're on base. It's um, it's the Department of Energy clearance that is analogous to top secret clearance. Got it. Okay. Department of Energy. Though. <laughs> yeah. Nuclear weapons. But they they just wanted to be different, right? Uh, this Q clearance is uh, is something you've probably heard of if you're invo- if you have read about QAnon at all. Um, and it, you can get in the weeds. You know, it's not a huge secret how it works or what it is because you know it's got a Wikipedia page. Check it out. But in pop culture and the world of online cults, this thing attained legendary mythological status. Uh, and it dates back to 1986. A guy named Peter Benchlet writes this novel called Q Clearance. And it's a satirical novel. It's a comedy about how weird the government is. Uh, and then 2017, of course, we all know what happened then. That's when Q came along and started posting on 4chan and 8chan and giving all kinds of top secrets about the storm because it was coming. Yeah, it may, it may have come and gone. Uh, we're not quite sure. It might still be coming. Um, although, you know, QAnon kind of coverage in the larger media does seem to have waned a good bit. Uh, I imagine that there are communities and pockets on the Internet that are still pretty active in this stuff, right? Oh, yeah, I bet you're right. I mean, so Q, not Q clearance, but Q uh, online claimed to have tremendous closeness with the Trump administration and the inner circle of that administration. Uh, But this was later proven probably to be false because a lot of the so-called predictions simply didn't come to pass. Um, And it became almost a surrealist game at a time. You know, people were treating it as a choose your own adventure version of conspiracy theory. And, you know, it was probably hilarious to the, 92,000 something people who have a real life Q clearance. They're probably thinking, I wish my job was that cool. You know, I wish my job was that Q, but, uh, but like, this is the problem. It's true. Clearances are getting falsified. Uh, they're being given out despite serious problems with the people who are being cleared. And that spells danger for the United States, given that the United States is a powerful and dangerous country that spells danger for every person on earth. No hyperbole. So uh, what's to be done? Uh, I I think we have to ask our fellow listeners, um, folks, let us, can you solve it? Can you solve it for us? Should just one person be in charge of clearing everybody? That's it. We got to get one (laughs) person in there. They know everything. They clear everyone. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, just one person gets yeah, in there. They they know everything. They clear everyone. Then we all know all the secrets. Then we'd all know too much, and then we'd all be driving around in yeah. our Lincolns going, See, Whoa. See, that's my thing. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Secret secrets are no fun. Secret secrets hurt someone. 
um, we could if we could just take that approach, you know, maybe we'd all be happier and, and things would just magically morph into a utopian kind of situation. I'm not checking this, so I I'm just trying to figure it out uh, off the top of my head if there are okay, if we just take the number of days in a year, right? We divide 5.1 million by the number of days in a year, then that person, if they didn't take vacations, would have to clear 14,000? No, 13-something thousand people a day. Perfect. (laughs) Easy. Done. Light work. Done. Uh, (laughs) Well, I mean, (laughs) Meta's about to be, you know, well, I don't know. Meta, maybe they'll be fine. But, you know, if something goes real wrong with Meta, we could just put all their stuff, all their AI and all their whatever they're working on, just put it. Into there, I bet there are a ton everybody. of companies who want a piece of that pie because the government sustains the cost for these investigations, uh, regardless of wh- how it works out. And folks, we know this is a very high level look. Uh, we are not active in that in that sphere, uh, but we are fascinated. We think the the average member of the public should know more about this and about the problems with the current system. So let us know how it can be fixed. If you got any funny war stories that you're comfortable sharing about background investigations uh, and how they did or did not go the way you thought, uh, we can't wait to hear it. We try to be easy to find online. Correct. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook and you can find us on YouTube with the handle Conspiracy Stuff. We also have a telephone number you can reach us at. Yes, our number is one eight three three S T D W Y T K. It's a voicemail system. You've got three minutes. Give yourself a cool nickname so we know who you are, uh, but you're also anonymous. That's the that's the perfect way to do it. Uh, we will give you the appropriate clearance just by calling in so you don't have to worry about that. And uh, say whatever you want. Just let us know if we can use your voice and message on the air. If you don't like talking on the phone, why not instead type it all out in a good old-fashioned email? We are conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex-
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.